Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Hope everybody has enjoyed their week and you guys are getting set for this top 10 matchup in the Swamp this weekend. On yesterday's show, we got some perspective from some folks on the Auburn Beat Today, we're going to get some perspective from a writer on the UF beat. We've had some other guys on throughout the season, and today we'll be joined by Will Salmon from The Athletic in the first segment to give us his thoughts on this matchup, this Florida football team to this point in the season, and how the Gators can get a win over the Tigers. And after our conversation with Will, we'll take a deeper look at how the Gators can handle this Auburn defensive line, which offensive coordinator John Hevesy called one of the best that he's seen in 15 years but let's start this thing with our conversation with Will. I met up with him this week to get his thoughts on this top 10 matchup between Florida and Auburn. Will, a lot of storylines in this game, so many connections and, and intriguing things to watch out for. As you've previewed this matchup throughout the week, what, what are some of the things that jump out to you about the game Saturday? Yeah, it's almost like where to begin, right, Zach? Yeah. There's like so many things. I mean, it's, and it, it is what it is, right? It's a top 10 matchup. I mean, two top, t- two top 10 teams in the Swamp, CBS, game day. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. People know that already. But what I really like as just a college football fan is sort of like the X's and O's that kind of goes into a game like this from like a schematics point of view. Just because you have two really fun offensive coaches as well, and Dan Mullen and, and Gus Malzahn, and you have two defenses who, which have been really, really strong so far, particularly Auburn's with the run game against the run game and Florida's with generating a pass rush. And I feel like it's kind of like what one team does really well versus – you know, another team strength um, as, as far as defenses go. So it, that part to me is going to be super interesting, just how Gus Malzahn has created like this dynamic offense with him now taking over the play calling once again, which he probably always should have done anyway. But yeah. it's good to see him kind of doing it again and creating this dynamic rushing attack that Florida's defense is going to have its hands full with and will have to limit and if they do that, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much they pressure Bo Nix because the numbers, like you would think with any true freshman quarterback, are not very favorable with him. But with him, it's even more so where he's like only around 20% as a passer under pressure. So we know the pressure is going to come and it's just a matter of what the timing of it's going to be and just how much Florida can limit that run game, I think. I really like the history that Dan, Dan Mullen and Gus Malzahn have, not only from you know, the visit that they had in 2005, but just the way that I feel like they've impacted the game of college football with the two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks that they had. And then, you know, the way that they were able to win in the West, uh, and they were matched up five times uh, when he was at Mississippi State and Gus was at Auburn. So they've got some history together. And I really think that Saturday, it's going to come kind of come to the forefront um, when you think about the connections that they have and, and now all that playing out Saturday. Yeah, definitely. There aren't going to be too many sort of surprises on either sideline, I think. I think they both have a firm idea of what to expect from the other side. 
And where Dan Mullen is kind of limited, of course, is with this offensive line. That's been sort of a hindrance of what they can do. And they've done some, they've found some success with some workarounds, but obviously, make no question about it, this is going to be their stiffest test, as we know. And so we'll see how effective those workarounds are and how creative can they get with maybe some additional ones. Like we've seen wide receivers appear more in the running running game, even despite Kadarius Tony's injury. And that's been good to see because they, they needed something uh, to get it going. So, yeah, that, that, that's – I feel like Gus Malzahn has his guys and, and some speedsters with Schwartz and uh, the, the backup quarterback, the, the younger freshman as well. So he has – a bevy of options, and so does Dan Mullen, but Auburn's offensive line is a little bit more battle-tested. I don't know how good they are, but I know that they're at least, at least a little bit more battle-tested um, and more game-experienced than, than Florida's. And so, whereas Mullen has that issue, I'm not sure if it's that big of an issue for Gus Malzahn. I think the biggest key to this game for Florida is probably going to be how are they going to handle Auburn's defensive line. It's been you know one of the talks all week. You heard John Hebesey say that this is one of the most talented defensive lines that he's seen in his 15 years of coaching. And one thing that I wrote about for my Friday preview, I know some others have written about it too, is you know could we see some of that blueprint that was shown last year at Mississippi State in this game? Now, Auburn runs a different defensive scheme. I know you mentioned today on Twitter, Will, that they don't play as much um, you know, they play more press man rather than, than Mississippi State did. But I, it, I was fascinated going back and wa- re-watching that game this week and looking at the plays that Mullen called and knowing that he went into that game with his offensive line and that they were overmatched against Mississippi State. And you look at the play calls in that game. Uh, he had over th- of his 33 pass attempts, over 20 of them were screens and swing passes and, and slants. And he just didn't really give Franks a chance to drop back and, and have his offensive line be in trouble. In that game against Mississippi State, Franks only dropped back 11 times uh, without play action, and seven of those times were on third down. So it was really only when he had to that he dropped back to pass. With all those stats in mind, Will, how much do you think that could – I mean, I don't think it's going to carry over because it's different teams, but does that maybe speak to – the adjustments that Mullen can make and how he'll kind of game plan for the Tigers? I think the general idea is kind of the same because, look, you're, you're again against a defensive front that I'm not sure. I don't think they've been as impressive with pass rush and getting to the QB as they are in, in stuffing the run and stopping the run, but they still present a very tough matchup. And just because they didn't get a pass rush versus, say, uh, Mississippi State's offensive line or whoever's offensive line doesn't mean they're, they're not going to generate one against this one because we've already seen yeah the pass protection has been better uh, better than the run blocking for Florida but that doesn't mean it's been great it hasn't um, it's been pretty uneven actually and so we'll see but I think generally the idea of asking Kyle Trask to get the ball out quicker hitting those swings and screens um, sure, because yeah, they, they're going to play probably more press man um, and with their corners, but they can't do it every time, especially not against these wide receivers, because eventually they're going to they're going to break one over you if you're gonna, if you're going to do that. They're that talented, I think. So, I think like what, a good point that you made is just the staff's ability to kind of pinpoint an area an area where they think that they can win 
and they usually crush it at that spot. And yeah. I can even go back to the Tennessee game, and people will be like, okay, yeah, well, Tennessee stinks. And yeah, they do stink. But defensively, um, they, they were no match in the middle of the field in that game. And we just saw Kyle Trask pick apart the middle all day. And they don't deviate from their game plan. They stick to it, um, of course, when it clicks. Um, and if it doesn't click, they, they do change it. But as long as it's rolling, they just continue to attack it. And it's pretty cool to see. So, again, it kind of goes back to what I was trying to say earlier about just you know, just being a college football fan and having an appreciation for what both uh, both these staffs can do as far as the matchup is concerned. Definitely. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you got Todd Grantham going up against Gus Malzahn. They, they faced each other before, and Gus has put up some points on Grantham's defenses. There was that one year when Auburn came to Georgia, and they held them to seven points in Athens. So that was a really good day he had against Auburn's offense. But what do you think about this matchup with Knicks in play, the freshman quarterback who's obviously kind of won over the team and won over the fan base, but against the bigger opponents like Oregon and Texas A&M, he hasn't had great passing numbers. So how do you think he's going to fare against the Todd Grantham defense? Yeah, there's a couple of things there that jump jump out at me. With uh, Grantham and Malzahn's history, it's kind of funny because Grantham was talking about how important it was earlier in the week when he was speaking to media just how important it was to be disciplined and to know your gap assignment against the run and it's i found that funny because those were the exact issues he had in 2017 against when he was at mississippi state and auburn just busted big play after big play against them um and and racked up i think more than 500 total yards um at like you know, ten yards clip or something like that. It was pretty, pretty wild. And, but that, but it really was the fact that they they generated a bunch, uh, you know, a handful of big plays. It wasn't that Mississippi State was vastly unprepared or they didn't play with energy. Or they did. They played really hard. They actually didn't look terrible. It was just Auburn hit some really big plays because Florida, uh, Mississippi State's defense messed up their assignments that day and they played undisciplined. So I thought that was interesting. And that's a, that's a big key, of course. And then with Bo Nix, um, you know, he looked great against Mississippi State, but that Bulldogs defense is not what it was last year. Like, that's not a great defense. And so I don't expect him uh, to be nearly as efficient in the passing game, but he does still present um, a big issue on the ground. Florida has had a little bit of trouble containing QBs. Uh, last week was kind of a funny example with Flacco from Towson. Obviously, they can't allow this kid to do that against them, where Flacco was able to pick up some yards on some key third downs. They did get better at it last year. Uh, Terry Wilson was the big example against with Kentucky, but they improved it, and they really did a good job containing Nick Fitzgerald and containing uh, Shea Patterson in the bowl game. So they, they got better at that. And so we'll see if it's uh, if it's an issue uh, going forward because what people forget is, hey, that's a, that's a pretty difficult thing to, to ask your defense to do that while also, hey, pay attention to those star playmakers as well uh, as the receivers go. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. We're speaking with Will Salmon from The Athletic. Will, as you look at this game, kind of with your overall thoughts, so much riding on this matchup for Florida. This has been circled on the calendar, I think, all year for Gator fans, knowing that the potential that there was going to be for this top 10 matchup. For for the Gators to get a win on Saturday, I mean, now that you've really had a chance to kind of look at these two teams and break down the matchup, 
what overall do you feel like they're going to have to do and, and how much do you think is riding on this game Saturday in terms of how Florida's season can move forward from here? For me, I think the biggest key is that, that the offense can't be playing from behind, which means the defense can't really allow some early scores. Like if, if the Tigers go up, say, 14-0 early, that could spell some trouble for Florida just because you're asking a lot out of, out of that offense to, you know, already a little bit, I don't want to say at a disadvantage, but you, you have some limitations with what you're able to do, especially in the run game offensively. So you, you'll be asking a lot from an offense um, to kind of play from behind against a pretty good defense. And I just don't think that that's, that's um, going to be good for Florida. And it would also take the crowd out of it a little bit. Like you want that place to be rocking and it will be. Um, but if Auburn goes up a little bit or it goes up 14, nothing early on, all of a sudden, that home field advantage could, could dwindle slightly and, you know, time ticks, and we know how it goes. And so I think that's a big key for me, as sort of simple as that sounds. I think it's critical um, because it makes sense. And I, I think a, a win here is pretty obvious. I mean, they, they go into um, – they create the conversation that it should be a, close to a top five team, if not in the top five. Um, but even a loss really wouldn't be so – detrimental because they could bounce back against LSU and if they were to win against LSU then they're sort of okay right back in the top 10 I would imagine or so so yeah you want to win this game because obviously it's a a huge matchup and um, so much is riding on it and this is probably one of your more winnable games in in the most difficult in this difficult stretch where you play Auburn LSU Georgia of those three Auburn at home probably looks like your most winnable yeah so you want to win this one of course but the season isn't exactly over if it's a loss, is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. And obviously this is going to be a huge recruiting weekend for Florida. The the one home game this year where they're going to get recruits from around the state to be in attendance. And, you know, regardless of the visitors that are going to show up on Saturday, Florida's expected to get a ton of five stars from the 2021 class, some big-time official visitors for 2020. Just what do you think a weekend like this, how it could benefit Florida now with the staff that Damon had has in place, Will, you wrote a great piece on the Athletic a few weeks back about how Damon Mullen restructured his recruiting staff in the off season, and and now a weekend like this with all these visitors coming to town is where you kind of see the fruits of that labor and it pay off. Yeah, they're all here, and I think like as far as the recruits go, and I think that could be attributed in some part to the revamped staff and their ability to kind of make connections and to not not just make connections, a lot of these guys already had connections and they're bringing them to Florida and, and they're capitalizing on it, the Gators are. And so now we're seeing guys um, kind of give them an extended look and, and take that visit and you have set people working to make sure that that kid actually gets to the campus you know what i mean it's like it's one thing to say oh yeah i'm gonna go but like to stay on him and say okay like let's go through the whole process here and just have all that stuff in in place uh to make sure it happens uh there's a lot of things that go that goes into it so yeah i mean it, it is pretty big of course and I think the LSU game last year is a good example of like how important a game like this can be. It's it's something that's like it's not tangible, right? Like you can't say, you know, they got X amount of kids because of this game. It just doesn't work that way. But I think anybody could kind of point to a particular game like LSU, for example, and say, okay, this place was 
kind of crazy atmosphere. A lot of kids, if you if you read what they said afterward, you spoke to them yourself even, um, they'll tell you that that game changed their minds. They, they really will. and Or maybe not even change their mind, but at least cement the idea that Florida was the place for them. And so although you can't really – put a like um, a metric on it or something like that i put a lot of stock into the ability of these games to kind of either sway a decision or if not sway maybe not that powerful but definitely confirm a decision definitely final thing for you will speaking of recruiting and good looks for the program the caters got one this week uh as they were the first program to be featured on the new HBO series, 24-7 college football, uh, a really cool look at Mullen and his program. What did you think about how the Gators got showcased in, in that special and, and how it might help just recruiting and the overall kind of look of the program? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I don't know, like, again, recruiting is so funny because, like, you can never really, really point to and say, like, hey, that's the reason why. I mean, I'll <laughs> tell you afterward. But even so, it's like, you know, well, there's probably, like, 10,000 other things. Um but yeah, it, it, my my thing with it is that it certainly doesn't doesn't hurt, right? Like I don't know how much it helps. I don't know how many kids are going to watch it. Um, maybe they'll get the video sent to them somehow. You oh know? yeah. But um, I don't. I can tell you that it's not going to hurt because the way that they were showcased was in a very sort of positive way for the program. I thought, but also genuine. And I'll say this though that you know a, a major reason why I like covering. Dan Mullen's programs is, you know, unlike some other coaches in college football, he doesn't come across as like holier than thou. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. some college football coaches, it's like they're like a, they're like a god, like they're untouchable. It's like you know, Dan Mullen is, is. I feel like he's just he's just a guy. Like, and the difference between me and Dan Mullen is that he knows hell of a lot more football than I ever will. You know, and like that's the that's the biggest difference. But other than that, I mean, for, for me, he's he comes across as a guy who just kind of cares um and, and i thought that was pretty evident in that episode where it's kind of almost i don't want to say nauseating sometimes but you know what i mean like sometimes you just hear like all oh, family and like we're a family and like sometimes it's, it's so cliche sure. but when you have you know your wife when you're texting your wife every every game 15 minutes before the game or whatever it was and your wife is visiting your injured qb that's that's real like that's that's not something that is um is like a, a, a tag sell anymore or yeah. something that like you're falsely advertising. It, it was pretty clear. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we'll really appreciate the time tonight and the perspective on all the things going on with the Florida football program. Uh, let folks know where they can follow you on Twitter and, and check out all your work. Sure. Thanks again for having me, Zach. Always good to talk to you, Matt. Um, I'm on Twitter at Will Salmon, W-I-L-L-S-A. M-M-O-N, and all my work is on theathletic.com or on Twitter at theathleticcfb. Thanks again for having me, Zach. Love what you're doing with the podcast every day. It's great to listen to. When we come back from this break, we'll take a look at how the Gators are going to be able to handle Auburn's defensive line and maybe a game plan from last year that they can use on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day. NFL fans, a new season is upon us. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, where to put your money down on all of these games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first official handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. 
All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week and to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Welcome back into the show. Now, when you look at this game and what it's going to take for the Gators to get a win, it definitely starts with trying to neutralize Auburn's defensive line. It is one of the best in the country, the best in the SEC, and as Hevesy said this week, one of the best that he's seen in his 15 years of coaching. That groove led by Derrick Brown and company has been wreaking havoc so far this season. And on the other side, you got Florida's offensive line, which has been a work in progress. They've had some games where they've really struggled. They've done a pretty good job protecting the quarterback, but haven't been able to open up enough holes in the run game. And you have to think that on Saturday, that's going to be even more difficult against this defensive line. Auburn's front has the potential to cause Florida's offense a lot of problems. But the one thing that you can count on if you're a Florida fan is that Mullen, Hevesy, and that offensive staff is going to come up with a game plan that can neutralize Auburn's defensive line. We saw it last year when they went to Starkville for the Mullen Bowl with the Gators against the Bulldogs. And that Mississippi State defensive line was just as talented. They had two first-rounders in their starting lineup, another guy that got drafted. And going into that matchup, Mullen and Hevesy, having been at Mississippi State, knew that their offensive line could not handle that group. So they put together a plan for Felipe Franks that was all screens, swing passes, and throws that were less than 10 yards down the field. They did not give him many opportunities to drop back, sit in the pocket, and let the Bulldogs defensive linemen come after him. And the few times that they did drop back, they didn't have much success. Now, as you'll hear Mullen talk about in this segment, that exact game plan that they used against Mississippi State it's probably not going to work for Auburn because the Tigers run a different defense. But the idea of trying to take Auburn's defensive linemen out of the game by making them run sideline to sideline to chase down screens and swing passes are some things that you can do to take pressure off of your quarterback and your offensive line. There are some other things that we haven't seen yet from Mullen this year, such as the shovel pass, the middle screens to the tight ends, and some of the other RPO plays where they try to keep the defense on their heels. Mullen has faced Tigers defensive coordinator Kevin Steele a few times during his career, so he's really familiar with his scheme and what the Gators need to do to attack it. But I just remember last season, before the Florida-Mississippi State game, so many people saying, how are the Gators going to be able to block the Bulldogs? And you're hearing that same conversation this week as they get ready to go up against the Tigers. And I just feel that Mullen and his offensive staff are going to be able to find the holes and weak spots within Auburn's defense. Here's what Mullen had to say about these Auburn defensive linemen and the challenge of facing them. I mean, they have talent and depth, like I said. I mean, they have guys that could have been high draft picks last year to decided to come back for their senior year. And so, you know, they're, they're, they, they're not lacking in the, the talent and the depth department. You know, I mean, it's a totally different scheme. They're, they're, you know, so schematically there's not a lot of similarities. There's similarities talent-wise where they have, you know, I mean, you, you know, I mean, they got Derek Brown's going to be the top pick in the draft and one of the top guys picked in the draft. And they have, you know, and the other guys are, That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we got some Florida perspective from Will Salmon of The Athletic. We also looked at the biggest storyline in this matchup, which is how will Florida handle Auburn's defensive line. On tomorrow's show, we will list our five keys to the game, give our SEC power rankings and predictions for week six, and get some thoughts from defensive coordinator Todd Grantham as well. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.